0: Welcome to the streamcast. I'm Miles Prower and I'm joined by.
1: Sorry, that name is so funny to me. I have Jill Valentine.
0: And I am Sparks the Dragonfly. Excellent. And today it's all about the people that don't get the necessary shine that they deserve. You know, the sidekicks, the deuterogonists the partners of the main character. We are going to talk about the best number twos in gaming. Before we get too much into the podcast, I want to let you know that you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. That is Spotify, that is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Overcast, Sounder, and we're now on Amazon Music. So check us out wherever you can access your podcast, please follow us, subscribe to us, however it is you keep in contact with us on your audio platform of choice. And if we do not currently release episodes on your preferred platform, please let us know. Twitter, Instagram, Streamcast underscore, or hit us in the comments, youtube.com forward slash streamcast. And if you can, give us a rating, please. I know on Apple Podcasts you can rate us, so give us a good rating. It really helps us out. Please and thank you. Oh, let's get into it. So first of all, I guess we can talk about good sidekicks and from that we can kind of divulge what you see is a good sidekick and that's an open question anyone can answer at any time.
2: Uh, I think I'll start it off then. I think if you're playing the long game I think a good sidekick is someone who doesn't stay a sidekick like eventually they they leave the person that the sidekick off, and they do their own thing. Um, so I don't know much about this topic but for example the robins um one died yay they sucked but the rest of them went on to do bigger and better things um and i think that makes you know a great sidekick uh and also one that eventually becomes i guess let's say if there's a group one that becomes like a key member of said group so um for example uh Oh, which one am I gonna? Hmm. Well, this part of the podcast is it, you know, we're getting into it or is this like the overview? Because I'm about to get into it and I don't want to skip the overview. It's a bit of both. Getting so, it. yeah,
0: yeah,
2: oh, fair enough. Um, there's there's a guy... Uh, no, I'll use this one because it's a bit... No, which one I'm going to use? Oh my
1: god, options. pick one! Fine. I, okay. There's <laughs> so
2: many Robins! <laughs> oh no, I'm not talking about Robins anymore. Okay, there's a guy called um, David Charleston in a book I've read called The Reckoners. And basically it's about everyone who's got superpowers ends up becoming evil and he has to fight them. Um, and he uses know-how, his brains, his wit to do it. And... He joins the team and you know he doesn't know how to fight. Um, he doesn't really, uh, well, actually, yeah, he doesn't know how to fight. So he's basically a liability at this point, but like he kind of proves himself and then his other skills, like his other soft skills and his knowledge and his know-how, like eventually makes him a key member of the team. And eventually he starts playing out the strategies to fight the heroes. Um, he takes out, because obviously the government's pretty corrupt as well um so he finds a way to like stop them as well and he basically is the main character but so i guess he starts as the sidekick that becomes the main character oh, he's the main char- he starts as a sidekick in the group even though he's the main character of the book and then he goes on to become the the main character of the team as well as being the main character of the book but you can see his growth throughout um his his journeys in the team and you know i guess that's what it's a good sidekick, I guess. Wow, should have really gave some bigger backstory about that, but you get the idea, you get the gist.
0: So that's a good example of a side character, but because they become a main character, I don't know if that like counteracts it. Oh no,
2: I don't think it counts at all. Actually, I'm gonna have yeah. to like remove so many of my my things. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> I have not understood
0: the assignment. <laughs> okay, so. I'll give an example and then hopefully that will help you. Or no, you no, I'll give an example.
1: Hmm?
0: Do you have an example of a good sidekick?
1: I was going to say, like, my, one of my favorite sidekicks is Dog Meat from Fallout 4. He's my dog. Thanks.
0: <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, but that's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's my dog he's my dog yeah no it's me. the first thing well the second thing the person you find when you leave the vault i mean you get your your robot butler but that's that's all right then you get a dog like that's the best thing you can get in a very shocking circumstance your whole family is dead the world's been blown up dog
0: yeah And this friend.
1: exactly doesn't second guess my opinions will go head first into a fight can dress him up with a little bandana like what's we'll- what else do you want? Okay. okay. Fair yeah. And you can get him a kennel. So you get a little house, put him in a kennel and he'll stay there and guard your house while you're off a gallivanting. Hello. That's really Perfect. nice. See? Good one. It's if... not
2: enough. <laughs> if, if Akira can have dog meat, can I Can I have Pokemon? Because, I mean, technically, they're your sidekicks.
0: Like, if you were to say Pikachu to Ash, then yeah. For example.
1: Hmm.
2: But they do follow you in some of the games. So
1: I, I, I hear it. Uh, yeah,
2: they follow you. They they battle for you. They they die for you as well. Like they literally are, ride or die. I mean, you I'm revive them. I'm not gonna Sorry,
0: I'm not gonna have you talking about every Pokemon. Like Pokemon as a concept being a great psychic. If that's what you're doing, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to you, and you just think, like, yeah, you know, you give them rare candies and stuff, isn't it? They do, they do the job. Yeah.
2: What <laughs> else would you call them? Pets.
0: Sidekicks, yeah. Oh. Pets.
1: They're not pets. They are members of the family, Andy.
0: Well, I mean, some people marry their pets, like in Invincible. So you know, it's it strange. Nice.
2: <laughs> do you think you ever fed us some peanut butter? Brought it into the bedroom.
0: See what happens. Okay, I might. You are on a yellow card, Isaac. One <laughs> more <laughs> offence like that, and you're muted. <laughs> People like peanut butter. Uh, you know what you're doing. Yeah, we know <laughs> you. We know what you mean. You know
2: Gym... what you do. Gym goers like peanut butter, and Miss Omni Man was in good shape.
0: So why did you bring up the bedroom?
2: Did I bring up the
1: bedroom? Yes, you <laughs> <said she> did. <laughs> Yes, you did. It's easy one.
2: Sleep is important for growth and repair.
1: Why? Mainly do you growth. Have peanut butter when you're trying to go to sleep.
2: Oh, you have to eat that and then you go to bed.
1: You're not supposed to, and you don't <laughs> brush your teeth halfway through. You're just eating peanut butter in bed.
2: <laughs> Look here. When it comes to gains, if you have to pick between brushing and the peanut butter, you pick the peanut butter, and you brush in the morning, but not every time.
1: Once in a while. No, he he said what he said.
0: We're um, going to move on because that is, peanut butter that is so... So well, not for brushing. Wrong. No, no,
1: no, not for brushing. <laughs> he said over brushing. You'd rather have peanut butter. On. Yeah. Midnight snack, don't brush your teeth. If this was like an infomercial to get people to go to the gym, it's not working
2: <laughs> hey. Oh, no, it's definitely so not. not brush
1: my teeth. Damn. Damn. But
2: well, if I woke up in the night and I was hungry, I would eat and then just go to bed. I would not brush. I'm tired. Your
1: circumstances right now. Um, it's moving the goalposts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I'm going to take this time to talk about a sidekick now. Yes, that's why psychic. we're here.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Here's one example of a good sidekick, in my opinion Clank from the Ratchet and Clank franchise. I think he's a very good sidekick because he's pretty much the yin to Ratchet's yang, because Ratchet is, he's a wise cracking animal and like there's a lot of emotion when ratchet speaks whether it's happiness or sadness and clank is very straight talking he doesn't get humor i don't think so at least like his humor is very dry if there is any humor and Mm -hmm. i think they 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 work very well together like as you know someone once sang opposites attract and i think in that couple in that twosome i think you get a very good pair and like they strengthen each other's weaknesses and a game of just ratchet wouldn't be as good and a game of just clank wouldn't be as good together they they you can say they complete each other really oh
1: am i allowed to give an example from tv then
0: yeah sure yeah i
1: was gonna say good sidekicks would be mark and jez from peep Who's a sidekick? <laughs> they're each other's sidekick. Because okay. you know they would both think they're the main character of Absolutely. this story. They strengthen them each other as a character. They're both terrible people. But they're managed... They're, I don't know. If the two of them are together, it's kind of better if they, than just one of them's together. Because they'll be a collective disaster. And it's more entertaining. Good sidekicks. They bring out the worst in each other.
0: Yeah. They're terrible in different ways. Exactly. Because Jez is a near-do-well. He is, you know, a couch surfer, doesn't do anything, quite lazy. He's a bum. Yeah, I was trying not to use that word, but yeah, he's a bum. He's a (laughs) bum! And um, with Mark, you have someone who's a bit more cerebral, so like he's, he's quite functional in society. But saying that, his drawbacks are arguably worse because of... How snide and and sneaky he is about his bad stuff, and he knows they're bad. So I think the two of them together, they're just you know a couple of nobbards out on the lash, really. So like they mm. can back it when the other one's in the in a bad situation. But either one of them on their own, like they are, they're getting knocked out like every day, like they are annoying exactly. people.
1: But the two of them, something about the two of them together, while they're awful, they seem some less dangerous. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It's like dumb and dumber, really. Yeah. So I guess at this point, when when I do say psychic, I don't literally just mean a psychic. I don't just mean the Robin to Batman. Like I, I do mean someone who is basically a friend to the main character. It who isn't like the the, the start of the mm. show franchise. Mm. So Krillin would be a sidekick in this instance. Tails would be a psychic in this instance. Ellie would be a sidekick in Last of Us the first one so that that's the kind of thing I'm going for oh that makes sense
1: like tv as well um well you do have the main character and I'm mostly thinking in American tv you've got the main character the side character tends to be the more interesting person like I so I watched Teen Wolf and obviously it's about the main guy who becomes the werewolf Personally, I found his best friend way more interesting than him. And he didn't get any powers throughout the entire show. He was just really, really smart. And clearly, um, I don't even know. I don't even know what I was going to say. He has, um, I think it was, he had attention deficit disorder. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he was over, he, he was just overall a more interesting character than the main character. So... Yeah. I don't know what my point was. Sometimes side characters are better than the main characters. They add a little bit more flavour because the main character is supposed to be all the things that a main character is supposed to be good looking, strong, blah blah blah. And mm. the side character has to add something to it because they're not supposed to be the person that you look at all the time. But that I find it tends to add more to them if they don't just try and make this person I can do.
2: Yeah. I think that's known as being the the breakout star or something. When like you're not meant no. to yeah, and you just <laughs> psh, blow up and you're bigger.
1: McCain's no, that, what, what that, yeah, that one guy, his career is just flown off. He's got his whole movie franchises, he's doing this, Dylan O'Brien, that's what his name is. So, from being the side character in Teen Wolf, he did the Maze Runner trilogy, and he's in a bunch of different movies, but names of which I cannot remember, but I'm sure they're good because I enjoy his acting, but yeah breakout star, because you have to be more than just the pretty face. You need to stand out and be like, yeah, we have the main character, but the show's not going to be anything without that character. It's like mm. trying to be friends without Joey. Like, right,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, it's not as good. It's
1: not going to work. It's not, not going to work.
2: Okay, in that case, uh, oh, let me try this again, actually, because I'm not doing well. <laughs> um, what about, is a guy called uh, Guillermo in What We Do in the Shadows um and basically the
1: film or the tv show uh
2: the tv show but i do enjoy the film um but the tv show (laughs) is
1: amazing (laughs) look (laughs) oh (laughs) a (laughs) ghost oh i saw the long list yeah sorry carry on
2: (laughs) yeah um and to be fair, I thought the film was way better than the show until I watched season two. Season two, I think all the characters, you know, kind of come into their own and, like, they become great. Um, but basically, oh, oh, so I'm about to spoil everything. And are you ever going to watch this? Probably not. Spoiler
0: this. away. Spoiler alert well, for everyone, including me. All so. right,
2: yeah, spoiler alert for what we do in the shadows. But basically, um, there's this butler. Well, no, uh, what is it called when a vampire has, like,
1: a familiar?
2: A familiar, that's it. Um, And his name's Guillermo, and he's basically treated like crap for the whole show. Uh, he wants to become a vampire. His master's promised to make him a vampire. And that was, like, 10 years ago. And every now and then, you'll see, like, ex-familiars who was like, yeah, he was going to tell me he's a vampire, like, 50 years ago. I kind of gave up, but Guillermo doesn't give up hope. And basically, he just gets treated terribly. And by some twist of fate, this man who wants to become a vampire is descendant from uh, the Van Helsins, and <laughs> in season 1 he accidentally kills so many vampires in season 2 you realise oh it's because I'm a vampire hunter and then because of something that went down in season 1 there are lots of vampire assassins gunning for his vampires and he keeps killing them off and his his <laughs> masters don't know and he's doing it by accident all the time and it's pretty funny but I think even though he's not the main character, he's got a little like side story happening along the main plot that does add to the main plot a little bit. Um, and it's just really enjoyable because is he gonna stick to his guns and kept being treated like shit or will he become the vampire hunter? He's clearly destined to be because he can't help it. I think uh, he accidentally broke um, a piece of wood and turned it into like a cross and nearly killed his master. And now his master's really, really sus of him, but doesn't <laughs> quite want to admit what is happening. Um, but no, it's really cool. It's just one of those stupid shows, but it's enjoyable.
1: That sounds like physical comedy, but physical comedy when it's done right, like, mm-hmm. where it's subtle and funny. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd yeah. definitely
2: give it a watch if you've got time.
1: That
0: was, that was a very good example, I would say. Um... So I'm not going to call Zoro a sidekick because that's a bit disrespectful. Mm. Disrespectful, yes. Yeah. But he's not the protagonist. Yeah.
2: So as not the protagonist, I think it's fine.
0: But as yeah, sidekick,
2: yeah, yeah. it's not. <laughs> so like, I think that's where he
0: lies. Yeah. So this is... Yeah, so Zoro is definitely a deuteragonist. Like... Yeah. If you're If you count the Straw Hat Pirates as protagonists, fine, he's a protagonist. But individually, Luffy's the protagonist. Everyone knows that. Mm So Zoro, by default, is the Deuterogonist. And I think he's great. And it's because he is everything that Luffy isn't. (laughs) Yeah. Luffy wants to find the One Piece. Zoro doesn't know. (laughs) how to find anything. (laughs) So... The, the thing that I love about One Piece is everyone is stupid, but in a different way. So Even Robin? She might be the one exception, but I'm pretty... Yeah, mm, so. She might be the one exception, because mm. Naomi becomes stupid when she sees gold. Yeah. Usopp's just brain dead. Yeah, they're, they're, all, yeah. they're all silly.
1: We are imitating life, like... We're <laughs> all stupid in our own way.
0: Yeah. So um, Zoro is great. Like, his introduction is one of the best... I've seen in all of anime. Mm-hmm. He's got a crazy sick design. And I'm talking about his first design with the green bandana and the, the green sash. Mm-hmm. And he he's just so cool. He's really cool. And I think this goes back to Akira's point of when naturally viewers tend to be more drawn to the Deuterogen. It's the one that they're not naturally putting the spotlight on. And that's for a number of reasons. But Zora is, is a very talented swordsman. And when you consider how strong he is being completely natty it is even more impressive because you know like the main character needs to be special right they they need to stand out otherwise there's no mm. point in watching the show which is why you know he's a devil fruit user but Zoro doesn't need any of that and for me that's why he's more impressive a character i wouldn't change a thing Zoro is a great number 2 but i think he is the unsung hero, like the scene with Kuma, where oh, he yeah. takes all of the pain and then he says nothing happened When well, you can see him, ble- like, ble- he's bleeding everywhere. I'm sure he's lost like 25 pints of blood. I've tried to work that one out. And he's just gone, nothing happened here. I'm fine. Like, that just cemented him as the coolest. He's a bad man. He is a bad man. Like, he He's one of two people who could pull off a pink badman shirt and, you know, <laughs> zoro is a legend for me like if there was an anime hall of fame zoro should be in there
2: 100 mm, and i like what you said about how you've got the main character and then you've got like zoro who is very different and he's not like the main character who always stands out and i think that's another thing that sidekicks do well and i think that's another reason why sidekicks are so good because the main character needs to be the spotlight and kind of appeal to everyone. And by trying to appeal to everyone, you kind of lose that individualism. So like, but with the side characters, you can kind of specialize them. Um, and that's why shows like like One Piece, Naruto to an extent, uh, I guess Dragon Ball Z as well, maybe, um, are really good because you'll have like a really well-written, like, cast of you know people that revolve around the protagonist so maybe the protagonist isn't your cup of tea but there might be an arc where there's one character that you're like whoa they need to come back I need more of them um, which is why uh, when we get to bad sidekicks um, the foxy pirates are going to be there because <laughs> they just keep coming back and they're not filler but yeah um, I really like that point you made about you know the main character uh be in the spotlight and everyone, you know, should like them. But yeah, I think that's why psychics are amazing. It's a little specialization.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that 100%. And I guess briefly I'll talk about the other man who is cool enough to wear a pink Batman shirt, Vegeta from the Dragon Ball franchise. Mm -hmm. He starts off as an antagonist. So we're going to talk about his time from Namek till like the end of Z. And mm-hmm. he is a great psychic because, well, he's an anti hero. So he's not a psychic, but he's definitely a deuterogonist. He's definitely the guy who's being pushed as you need to pay attention to this guy. He's important. Mm-hmm. He's a full blooded Saiyan. And, you know, if Goku's not here, you can at least rely on this guy in strength wise. Can you?
1: Womp, womp.
2: I have finally done it. <laughs> I've become the legend. <laughs>
1: No, you haven't. Enthusiasm guy.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean So a big reason as to why I like Vigi is his range of emotions. Now, most of the time he's angry, he's grumpy, you know, he doesn't like his son for like six years. But like when you see really painful moments like he's crying against Frieza because he realizes he's not actually the super saiyan like you were referencing Isaac and he knows he's going to die like he actually starts crying and that's mm. it's touching you know someone met with their own mortality and this is someone who's been bred you know silver spooned for like 25 years saying the universe is yours you just need to go out and take it and this is reality smacking him in the face and the way side not sidekicks, but non main characters react to failure is very different to the way that main characters react to failure. And I think that's what made Vegeta appealing to me. And the fact that he keeps messing up in the cell saga, he's pretty much responsible for getting cell his perfect form, getting all those people killed, getting Goku killed. And then in the Buu saga, he's pretty useless as well, apart from when he's half of Vegeta. So like, There are varying degrees of success, but I think his involvement in all of the series makes him a really important deuterobinist, or an anti-hero, or whatever you want to call it. Were you going to say something, Sarah? I
1: was going to ask, after he met with his own mortality, was he nicer to his son?
0: That was before he met his son, so no. (laughs) (laughs) Vegeta was a bastard for a long time. Evidently. Oh, do you mean future Trunks? No, so like, in Namek, Trunks wasn't around.
2: But how could he hate his son if his son
0: wasn't around at that point? Vegeta would have found a way to make it possible.
1: I I already don't like this guy. This man's not great. He ain't even main character, boy.
0: He's not a good dad until he dies for the
1: second time. They should have made the first one permanent, yeah, yeah, because you had the second time around the sun and you decided to still be a gigantic melon. Like, it's time to go, blood, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah. And uh, just to add on to your point, Andy, about how you really liked uh Vegeta, um, I think everything you said about him, so how like the side character, the Deuce Rogan is handled, defeat differently to the main character, I think there's some realism there because main characters are just full of shit. Like, there's power of friendship. There's let me train intensely for a couple months and somehow beat this person who has trained their entire lives. And sometimes that person's life could be thousands of years because there's some, some kind of godly deity and you've come along on a summer holiday and you've somehow been able to match and defeat them. It's nonsense. Um, the and I...
1: Beatles, you know?
2: <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, it's, <laughs> honest, I'm watching these and I'm like, no, nah, fuck off! You should die. Like this isn't fair. And sometimes I'm honestly with like Garu from One Punch Man when he wants the villains to win, because sometimes, yeah, they fucking should. Like this villain is a thousand year old like giant centipede. Um, and I guess a certain character eventually defeated it, and that's fair enough because that's the show. But everyone else, like, yeah, like you're not going anywhere. You shouldn't defeat this. Fair enough. And in any other show. If, it was, if One Punch Man wasn't, like, a mockumentary on... the oh, mockumentary is the wrong word. But, like, you know, a parody, that's it, of anime, then he would be finished. He should be finished. But it works for One Punch Man. But here's the thing. Even though it's a parody, a lot of shows still have that One Punch Man nonsense. The main character is basically One Punch Man because they somehow win under these stupid, like, conditions. And don't get me started on when the main character's on the floor, finished, and then someone's like... No, don't die, or I love you. And somehow they get like these <laughs> reserves of strength. And that's not how the body works, okay? If you have exhausted all your lipid stores or your fat stores, or whatever, you don't have any energy. You're, you're, not, you're not doing anything, you're done. You stay on the ground.
0: Bro, that's um, shown in science, man. Oh, like it's a real thing.
2: Shonen makes me angry the more I grow up, <laughs> and I hate it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the way people like Vegeta handle things, it's it's a lot more realistic as to what would actually go down. Like, spoiler alert: Vegeta gets defeated. He gets killed. Um, and uh, who's another sidekick that? He's spoiled God Dragon counts? Ball. Uh, so I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, please forgive me. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, I do like the fact that there's, there's a lot more realism with the sidekicks like for example um hunter x hunter spoiler alert um there was literally a guy who felt miriam's presence his hair went white and he was like no i'm out i'm out yes do you know what that was survival instinct kicking in he could die a dog's death for no reason or live to see another day i think he chose the right option i won't lie there's no shame in leaving a 100 a guaranteed l like what why are you there Use your brain, use your comment set, you have to go. Stop up. Um that
0: was funny. Are there any more shouts for good psychics in any oh, fictional? Um
1: is it in Demon Slayer, the guy who wears the pig mask? Inosuke. 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 I prefer him to Tanjiro because Tangero mm. will be out there like fighting demons, and then the demons will tell him one Jeremy Kyle sob story, and all of a sudden his heart is touched and he can't kill them. And Inosuke is like, I came here to win. I, like he's like, I don't fight. I beat bitches up. It's time to go. But Tangero is like, you know what? Let's have a heart to heart. Do you want tea and biscuits? No. This guy was nyamming on children in the next village over, but because they shed one tear, you were like, you know what? Yeah, it's not your fault.
2: Was that the guy with the drums on his chest?
0: Many demons. Man, many, many demons. Many demons. emotionally.
1: Literally. Mentally. He's like, like, I'm trying to find this guy to turn my yeah. sister back. Um, Well, you said you're going to go to war. So you need to go to war. They're shooting yeah. people in the club, and you're just like, but oh my god, he's the girl when when the boy, you know, when guys start fighting outside the club, and then the girl's uh, like, stop, <laughs> stop this, I know him. Think about what we talked about. That's tanjiro It <laughs> the case of one of the guys, like, no, he said this, so this is what's gonna happen. Tanjiro, <laughs> tanjiro is a pick me.
2: You have disrespect. Do you know what? Do you know that meme where it's like <laughs> You're out of line, but you're right.
1: That's, <laughs> you're, it's a, good that's a very good job, but.
0: Oh my goodness. I want to be angry, but I can't because there's nothing wrong with what she said. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Tadjo is constantly trying to break up fights in the club. And
1: it... sometimes it's not, it's either not your business. Or it's a fight that has to be had. Yeah. Like, either piss or get off the pot. And especially in the case of demons who are literally kidnapping people out of their bed and drinking all their blood. I don't give a shite if your dad abandoned you when you were nine, within and out of your home life, mate. You're a demon. And <laughs> no, your backstory doesn't legitimize terrible yeah. actions now. It's up yeah. to
0: you. 100%. 100%. You are of mm-hmm.
1: taxpaying age and you're committing crime. That's yeah. your
0: business. <laughs> some of the sub stories aren't even that good they're not even that deep so it's like why is Tanjiro crying this this man is so soft like I get the story that they're trying to tell he's a good person but Mm. come on man you need to stiffen up a little bit yeah like another thing that we see when rivals maybe it might be a better term anti-heroes they tend to lack any mercy that's the word like someone like Inosuke it's just beheading a demon. They're not thinking twice about it. They don't care how many tears they shed. And, you know, I think that is why Inosuke is a more appealing character in the world of Demon, Soul, demon Slayer than Tenduro.
1: It's just, I feel like it's just a level of practicality at a point. Because I've been watching Grey's Anatomy at the moment, and there's some character who always gets emotionally attached. And everyone's like, you need to stop getting emotionally attached because. It's gonna make you a worse doctor if you're invested. And every time something goes wrong, you're gonna get you're gonna be devastated. You need to separate yourself in order to fix this person. You can you've got to care about what you're doing, but don't fall in love with everybody who comes <laughs> to the hospital. So it's the same thing, Tanjiro. Sometimes you just have to chop off heads. If he's trying to get eight hours night of sleep and save his sister and do this, that and the other, he needs to be a little bit more practical. Like um, at least Inosuke does. Um, then when he got squished by the spider demon, he was quiet.
2: <laughs> oh he, yeah, he was he humbled. Was, he
1: yeah. was humbled. He didn't need to monologue for that.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, and I there's like that him. scene of him like holding Tanjiro's shirt. He's so like vulnerable. You know, Inosuke is like very well rounded. I would say. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. For someone who shouts and can't pronounce Tanjiro's name, he's a great character. <laughs> All caps.
0: (laughs) So I think we are agreed that the the baseline, the secret to writing a good secondary character, shall we say, is just good writing. Because essentially you're writing a story, you're creating a world for us as viewers to believe in and lend ourselves to. And I think good writing just builds very solid 3d characters whether it be the main character or the main antagonist or the deuterogonist and the writing can be the difference between a good psychic and a bad psychic so now i want to see what suggestions we have when it comes to poor psychics and again open discussion this is this is a tough one because if a show is bad, I'll just drop it. So I, I can go first. <clears throat> yeah, please go first. This, this is a troll answer though. Eddie from The Last of Us one, um, annoying. Like practically doesn't play well. Um, in terms of the story though, I would say she's a good side character. But if we're talking about playing in the game, mm. I think she's a bad side character. So this is. A uh, funny one
1: you this argument right. again Where you're like Ellie versus Atreus That is, uh, that is an mean, infant She's not even the child of a god Like I yeah, mean, the, if, He didn't know he was a god Squaring up in beef and he had like Nine year old you, do you think you're going to be like Helpful
0: <laughs> I think these are all Things to try and distract us from the point Which is relatively in this world Ellie is not Helpful as a character and things become different in Last of Us Part 2 when you are Abby and you have Leave or Lev nice. by your side.
1: Mm. And
0: it's completely different. Lev is a good sidekick and Ellie is a bad sidekick. Yes,
2: Would that be a case of Naughty Dog just becoming better developers and knowing how to use a secondary <coughs> character? I'd say it's not really Ellie's fault. It's just this is, it is. what they could but, do with the PS3. That's what's the PS3 game.
1: Do you know? I think in the case, a whole part of the storyline for The Last of Us was positioning the two characters as parent and child. Mm. So a lot of that was Joel protecting his child. And your child is not exactly the person who jumps to the front of the fight. If there's a fight going on, you're in front of your child. Yeah. So you're not necessarily going to be useful in that way. But if you've play- previously played God of War, then obviously she's going to be a useless child.
2: Also, like Atreus was raised as a warrior to an extent. He was taught how to fight and yeah, to right. hunt. Yeah, no, no, right. fa fade, fade did teach him certain things. like he wasn't just he taught, taught him how to right. hunt.
1: She taught him how to clap back, apparently because dang
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and to an extent, I'd say he kind of knows how to hold his own like, Apart from, I guess... No, to be fair, Kratos doesn't really teach Atreus much. He just shouts at him a lot. Like, you don't really see Kratos say, this is how you do this. This is how you do this. He shows him how to finish off a uh, a beast. And I think Atreus already kind of knew how to do that. He was just scared. But Atreus did know his way around certain weapons. And there was that scene where Kratos goes away for a bit and he's gone for a very long time. And he left the axe and Atreus has just committed some atrocities... Basically, I think he wiped out half population. Honestly, the bodies. Um, so, so yeah, I think Atreus. He already knew how to fight, and Ellie was just a girl. Not,
0: yeah, just she was just a small child. I I, I hear that. I'm trying not to compare the two. I think, especially in this case,
1: though. considering Ellie's background, she's protected by the fireflies all the time. So, yeah, and the one time she wanders out, she gets bit by a zombie. So. She's not. She's not exactly the star player.
0: Yeah, <laughs> hey. I mean, I'm not backing it
2: for Ellie, but nah, come on, man.
0: Don't, <laughs> hey. don't.
1: This is an agenda that's that been going on. What I'm going to say
0: is, if <laughs> her being awful to play with is a byproduct of the story, then you know what? Fair play, Naughty Dog. I'll take that. Oh yeah, you do play with her for a small scene. Oh yeah, I agree then. Never mind, I agree. I thought you meant in terms
2: of her helping Joel as you play the game. Yeah, I agree, Andy. No, I agree. I, I saw that that level. I would
0: hate to play that. No. <laughs> I, I I don't really think that console limitations is a sound argument either because we we've had great games on the PS3. Uh,
2: oh. Hold on, what what good escort <laughs> games have we had? What good games with secondaries have we had?
1: Lollipop Chainsaw. Nh- How does that work back- then? Back-inch- okay,
2: back-inch- oh
0: yeah, uh, 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 All right, take it <laughs> back. I'll take it back fully. <laughs> Any, any other bad characters? That was just fun to get, like, the brains going.
1: I have one. Um, in Bioshock Infinite, obviously, main character, Booker DeWitt, and then you have the side character, Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth is integral to the story, but there's just one thing she does when you're in fighting, and it really drives me nuts, because obviously I'm going to run out of bullets, and I'm going to run out of powers, but... If I'm fighting against animatronic Abraham Lincoln, don't disrupt me to throw stuff at me. I can't have a whole mm-hmm. conversation. You keep splitting up my concentration. Shit's flying everywhere. And you're like, oh, by the way, I thought you might need this. Just, just, just. And it's always like, there's a whole scene that happens because you've got to turn and then she's mm-hmm. got to throw it. And then you've got to look at what you've got. And it's like, no, I don't have time for this. They're whipping my ass over
2: there. I'm going to be say, that guy straight away. So you start that sentence with like, you're gonna run out of ammo and whatnot. She's throwing you more ammo.
1: All the, no, not just ammo. Anything she finds, she'll throw it at me in the middle of the thing. And it's like, I'm a little bit busy at the moment, Elizabeth.
2: Do you, do you use those things that she throws you?
1: I appreciate it. But at the same time, <laughs> just... consistently throughout the fight,
2: So there's consistency as well with her help
1: continuously throughout the fight. I'm trying to concentrate. You've never been in a situation where you're flying in the fucking air, mate. There is an. uh, There is not just one. There are at least five animatronic Abraham Lincolns with machine guns. They never run out of bullets. So why do I?
2: I don't know. I feel like she's helping you. I think I'm on her side. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's,
1: that's... It used to drive me nuts because I feel like it throws off my concentration when I'm fighting because it doesn't necessarily mean that the fighting itself stops. The world is still moving around you. But now I have to focus on this. Wait, so and can you that, get a shot of the animation? Well.
2: Are you not indestructible during the animation? Like
1: It's, it's not, not a... that. I just find that taking my concentration away and then having to come yeah. and focus back on what's happening because it is it's a complete change of scene like mm. it's the same cut scene all like all the time when she throws no, something okay. at me yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like i said i do appreciate her as a character and yes what she does is useful but if i'm fighting something and seven times yeah
0: no, yeah like, it, sure. it throws
1: me off
2: that makes yeah. sense and the screens do get quite hectic because yeah, there is so... Because it's not just you that can do the jumps. Other people are doing the jumps off the rails and whatnot and causing like chaos.
1: Exactly. So... This, we're in the sky. Shit is flying from everywhere. And like I say, these animatronics, they're massive. And he's always wearing the hat. And they have wings as well. And I'm pretty sure they have two guns. So now there's 10 guns firing at me and you want us to have a little chat. Like, can we do this after <laughs> this? Like, I appreciate it, but still...
2: Could I just I, say, like, I do agree, but could we just put her in the neutral box? So not a bad sidekick, but maybe not a good one, but just put in a neutral box.
1: We can put her in the neutral box, because, like, yeah, wh- it's not necessarily bad what she does, but there is a time and a place. Or yeah. just get all of the ammo that you find and give it to me once. Yeah. <laughs> then if I have no more bullets left, I can deal with that when the time comes.
2: That would be an interesting cutscene, though. Like, instead of her throwing you a bit of money, you get a bit of money, you get a Tommy gun, you get some grenades. What if you drop the grenade and it's an instant death? I'd like to see that cutscene. Do
1: you know what? When it happens, I will (laughs) deal with it at the time. (laughs) But until then, I'm trying not to die.
2: (laughs)
0: That's fair. Yeah. I like that one. I'm trying to think of more suggestions. Isaac, do you have anything?
2: I've only really got good ones here. Like, I've got Atreus on here. I've got Midna from The Legend of Zelda. Donkey made it onto this list. Ron and Hermione <laughs> from Harry Potter. Samwise Gamgee. Um, yeah, Guillermo, which I spoke about. Only got the good ones. Uh, cool. Bad. I don't know, because I think when it comes to a sidekick, like, you don't inherently have a bad sidekick in a good story um at least yeah. not one that I can think of so mm. it'd have to be like a bad game or a bad story where you find this bad sidekick and oh, who has time for that uh honestly I thought you guys would have more options and I just bounce off your ideas <laughs> I was fully you know, here it's osmosis
1: the sidekicks aren't necessarily bad it's when they have like obviously for like in an anime there's an overarching thing that we're aiming towards and then Mm. like the main character's best friend decides that they have something that's more important to do or that is directly in conflict with the main story. I think there's an arc in Seven Deadly Sins. Where obviously, they're all working to keep the demons out or shut the demons. Something to do with demons and Bun, who is supposed to be like Meliodas' best mate, is just thinking about Cheeks and how he can help his bird, Elaine. And in order to help her, he's got to kill his best mate, Meliodas. And I'm like, rah. Like, yeah. I like Bun as a character, but if your mate is like, okay, I'm going to try and cut off the whole world that we're in from the demon world. And your idea is like, her, my girlfriend, like, do you not have sense? When, yeah, when, and it seems almost uncharacteristic Mm. when the side character does something that is so utterly selfish and doesn't make any sense to the storyline or to the relationships they have with the main character. That's when they become a bad side character. Because what kind of person will go like, if you had the choice, like you had to save the whole planet or some girl that you met once A thousand years ago, who may or may not be your girlfriend. Yeah. There's an I word for this type of person, and I don't want him to become one.
2: Mm. Oh, yeah, because he's so not that, but that one thing, yeah.
1: That kind of behaviour.
0: Oh. I've, sorry Isaac were you going to
2: say something no I was just like every time Seven Deadly Sins get brought up I I dislike it more and more because I think on me I was talking to her about it and like Elaine is clearly a thousand years old don't get me wrong but Elaine does have the body of a what 11 year old and
1: there's a TikTok I have to send to you about this particular thing
2: <laughs> yeah please do when they're
1: all talking about how their type of woman is the best and then Bun's like, nah, Elaine's got it going on and then you see Eskinaw on the phone to the FBI <laughs> like oh.
2: <laughs> Who decided that? <laughs> is
1: it? Like, No? Minardus uh, is like it's for Elizabeth King is for Diane Bun is for this infant Nah <laughs> oh
2: Huh. But yeah, um okay. Yeah, we could we can put we can, I'll put man in that box. Um
0: yeah. Yeah, he's a big sus man.
1: He's really he's such a like I like him as a character, but every so hmm. often you're like, hmm, Matt hmm. is a child. I don't want to see you sniffing around. Go back to your day job, please, sir.
0: Yep um oh i thought yeah. some. so from death note mellow and near because as far as i'm concerned they're oh. psychics to l and i mean isaac's, <laughs> isaac's groan says it all they are basically people who succeed l and they are there trying to hunt down kira who is the killer um just wiping out a lot of people around the world trying to shape the earth in their image and I mean yeah they're talented mellow and Nia but they just seem like two halves of L in the worst possible way it's like they've got all of his annoying little habits like his his really weird fascination with sweet foods which doesn't really add anything to his character at all and they are just some of the most uninspired characters that, you know, the meme is like put Death Note name, Death Note in the Death Note when, you know, a certain thing happens in the middle of the series. There's a quality just tanks. Like you could skip a good few episodes or chapters, depending on how you're consuming Death Note. It's not good after a certain point. Wait, you know, even I- the manga? Well, I've not read the manga, but mm. I would assume you could do the same because they they would have had to build these two characters. Okay, you know but... what
1: that sounds like? That sounds like the show was go- it was going to end after, um, El's death, and then there was like outrage, so they had to like come up with two people quickly to carry on the story. That's what it sounds like. That's the impression I'm getting.
0: I would not be surprised if that was the case because it looks like two different people wrote it from like the quality the the Mm -hmm. pacing it doesn't look like that was what death note was intended to be
1: that would be so interesting though because you don't you don't get a lot of shows and stuff where the villain wins
0: and that was my intrigue with the entire series i wanted to see is this the time they're going to pull the trigger because Mm -hmm. i would like to see that
1: and sometimes yeah. with great shows, there isn't really any other way to end them. Like, I show I really like was The Sopranos. And it got to such a point where there's no way to end it. So they just ended it with the implication that the family is going to die. But you never see it. And some shows, you just have to end it in a way that's, like, unfinished. And mm. killing off L, but keeping Kira alive, would be unfinished. But also a great way to end it. Because now your mind's like, all the possibilities
2: Yeah, they don't have to be
1: chasing them to the ends of the earth. And also, maybe not such a bad idea, just a lot of population, and look at the fucking state of the ozone layer right now, guys.
0: It's not the real world. You could have an alternate world where, like, you know, that guy wins. You can have your Thanos victory, you know.
1: Because they wouldn't give it to us in the MCU. So we get somewhere.
0: Yeah. You can have the Thanos win, right? Yeah, whatever. But um, <laughs> definitely it started off really well. The intrigue was there, and then after a certain point, after El dies, just tanks. It's it's poor after that. And I
2: blame Melo and Nia. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's one of those cases where, like, you know, in anime how for some reason they they don't continue it into the manga, and there's that bullshit end to to wrap things up, but they don't know what they're doing, so they they ruin things. So um, have you guys seen uh? a Kill, that's what
1: it's called. Watch like seven episodes.
0: Fair. I meant to watch it. a <laughs>
1: woman who's just entirely made of guns makes no sense. I
2: don't even remember her. Huh.
1: She's like in the early episodes. I like, swear she like loses numb, and it's like a gun. Then the other arm oh. goes another gun. Oh. Then legs gun. There were there are just guns popping out of every place. A gun could pop out, and i was like, you know what? Yeah. Well done for animating this, but. Even for me, this is a bit nonsensical.
0: (laughs) I have watched it. I remember that episode.
1: Pure Guns. Yeah. I was riding for the girl (laughs) with the giant scissors, but then that happened. I was like, (laughs)
2: Mm nah. Okay, I will not spoil anything, but that ending was hot trash. Um, And anyone who's watched it knows why. Uh, But yeah, it feels like Death Note could have could have done that, but given us something better. Just, oh, okay, that all happened. Uh, now we end it um and i just hate it when the animation shooters just get it wrong they they don't know how to end it sometimes and like sometimes it's just okay to just stop and give us nothing yeah. just just stop you don't have to tie it up um unless something like definite then tie up um yes, give us
1: nothing.
0: Yeah. that's that's why i always respect the assassination classroom mangaka because mm-hmm. the studio basically they wanted him to make more issues they wanted more content from him and he's mm-hmm. like no nah, i'm ending it here the story's over and mm-hmm. i'm not gonna flesh it out because that's yeah. how you get certain things like the horrendous decisions that were made in late dragon Ball. like that had a definitive end
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they kept pushing it because you know it was making so much money and you know the quality tanked for it i, yeah. I will always respect someone who chooses art over money.
1: It's quality over quantity every single time. You see it in films nowadays, especially Hollywood films, where they'll remake the same film like seven times. I'm like, we know the story. You haven't even changed the story. You've just decided to make it with who you think is hot and current now, and you haven't enhanced on it at all. What was the point, except for you to spend your own money?
2: Yep. It's always nice when those films tank.
1: Oh, it's actually delicious because you haven't got half the quality of the previous version of this film. You just thought you could make a quick buck and it's not worked. Unfortunately, that can tend to ruin the story overall of the previous ones. Mm. So Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: I I would quickly want to put in Orihime in Bleach, just terrible. Adds nothing. Literally. Zero. (laughs) So, like, you know when you make a meal for someone, you know they're not enjoying it, but they're going to eat it out of respect. Yeah, that's what Orihime is in Bleach. (laughs) Just bland. No salt, no seasoning, no pepper at all. Just cooked with water and hate. It's just so bad. Like, It would be better if she wasn't in the show. She adds nothing, and it's just such an eyesore.
2: I think you could take her out, and it would be okay. Um, Ichigo wouldn't have the the power of his girlfriend, but he'd still have the power of friendship, which would be enough to get him through certain fights. Yeah. Ugh, it's, the just power of it's just as
1: detestable.
0: It's just detestable. The power of love and the power of friendship. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, wait. <laughs> Speaking of bad sidekicks in shows, am I wrong? In Sailor Moon, like, Sailor Moon, it's all magical girls and all them ones, and they got the power of friendship. Am I not wrong? It's not... Sailor Moon is supposed to be 14, and Tuxedo and Mask is supposed to be a college student. That's a bad man.
2: I haven't seen it, and I've seen the memes. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: he comes along, takes the credit, and leaves. What What? What happens? Why That's is he bad? bad?
1: Side character. That's the vulture. Imagine you're at work. What, from
2: Brooklyn 99.
1: <laughs> yes, he's the vulture. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bad side character. <laughs> the vulture's funny.
2: <laughs> I love him. No, I think he's a good side character. I will allow this mask guy from Sailor Moon. Oh, oh no. so
1: Bun, we've got an issue with, but this guy in the freshly pressed suit—you're like, don't give him a pass. A I behind.
2: mean, I only know him from the memes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so get a pass, and that's where you're extrapolating the data. All right, cool. yeah. yep. Memes are the purest form of media these days, so I, <laughs> I have no choice. <laughs>
1: um. <sighs>
0: who else did i really not like um okay this is a double one and this is probably mm-hmm. the last i'm going to speak on this topic sakura from naruto noel from black clover they are very similar and i think it's because a lot of male mangaka are terrible at writing female characters sakura serves to give birth to sasuke's kid and that is it she is annoying from episode one And that's fine a lot of characters are annoying from episode one naruto is very annoying from episode one unlikable i would say the thing is naruto comes a very long way and yeah he's the main character yeah he's the chosen one but then sakura almost gets that growth it's not like she remains annoying ino remains annoying for the entire series and you know doesn't get any better in my opinion hot garbage from beginning to end but sakura gets better and, like, in Shippuden, there's like, yes, she can actually stand with the other two of Team 7. And then all of a sudden, it just goes away. And that's really infuriating for me. So, she's she's a bad uh, sidekick
2: for that. I will say, to, to slightly defend Sakura, um, I don't know if it might be a ratings thing. But for me, I'm happy she left. So I didn't like her throughout all of Shippuden, not Shippuden, all of the first um part 150 line. yeah part 1. Yeah, the best and part. And then and then to bring her like I'm glad that she got the development. Like, it was great to see, but for me personally, it was too little too late. I didn't care about her story. I didn't care that she'd become apprentice to Tsunade, who as well I didn't really like that much. Um so when she just lost all her screen time. I was like, fuck yeah. Like, forget (laughs) about her. Um, And then they started bringing in other characters, like you got Asuma, who we learned a little bit more about, and then Kurunai's story. Unfortunately, um, I won't spoil it, because I think this is actually a really good arc. It's a really good story. But unfortunately, because something happens to one of them, the other person is also kind of benched, because they kind of sort of retire. um, And it feels like we got a good arc with them and everything was taken away, which, which really sucked. Um, Uh, you
1: had your chips now.
2: Yeah. Uh, so like it would have been good to just, for me personally, forget soccer and just build up all the other characters, which I think they did to an extent in then, but yeah. And then even when Sakura had another chance to shine, she just let herself down. She just, she bottled it. I think Sasuke comes back at one point and her reaction to him coming back. was just God awful. I won't spoil it again because I think it's it's quite an enjoyable scene for those of you who don't like Sakura because my goodness <laughs> no one likes Sakura even in the show um, but yeah those are my two cents on that
1: I mean I've never watched Naruto but I always got the impression that Sakura was literally just created to be Sasuke's baby mom. I get the impression that she just trails him around the entire time and can't take he's just not into you
0: there it is, You don't need to watch Naruto anymore. Dang. That's the whole plot. Dang. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's really upsetting because that's not even like she's a bad character. It's like the writers could not have given a flying monkey to yeah. create someone even remotely, not even three D, two D.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And this is why there's issues of having female main characters for stuff. If you've historically just had female characters who are made to be side pieces mm-hmm. for the boys, when you get a female main character, a lot of people don't really know what to do with it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the issue is, like, Sakura had glimpses of, like, you know, maybe she's going to come into herself. Because there's a scene in the the Zabuza. It's not called the Zabazar arc, but Zabuza was there and they're doing whatever. Yeah. And, like, Naruto... And Sasuke can't quite get, you know, how to run up trees and whatnot and chakra control. But Sasuke, Sasuke, Sakura is really good at it. Um, And I think eventually, I know Naruto definitely asks her for help. I'm not sure if Sasuke does, but Naruto goes and asks her for help. Um, And Kakashi is really proud of Naruto's growth, going to someone for help. And Sakura has shown that, you know, she's actually quite good at this. So little things like that, like, As known as she was, okay, she's a competent ninja, great, but then there's nothing to show for it. Like, here's the thing when you play her video games in the first Naruto game, she doesn't really have a move, she's got her parody, Angry Sakura, as her finisher. What the hell is that? I mean, that does it all in the show.
0: That does
2: it all, yeah. Come on, get out, man. You gotta have like something.
1: Um, I've already given you several characters, and now you want. A 3d girl one guy
0: <laughs> and noel just because i i think all of black clover is bad personally mm-hmm. but noel is comfortably the worst character in the show so far don't know if anyone's gonna read it or watch it No, nope. really care it's not good anyone who does like it fair play but I think it's the most factory churned shonen bullshit that could ever possibly exist. It's taken everything from every popular shonen like 10, 20, 30 years ago and just like kind of pushed it in some kind of abomination machine. And here you go. Every shonen trope imaginable is here. Main character's loud. Main character's are doofus. Main character wants to be the king of the people that are the shit in this world. Main character has a... Um, arrival. who's super cool and everyone likes him and is going to be the chosen one apparently. And then you have the girl who likes the main character but doesn't oh. quite want to admit it. And that's Noelle. And they're just, it's painful at this point. I don't know why, but this writing in particular is very offensive to me because <laughs> they're, they're like, there are times where she can just say the thing like, Yo, what are you saying? I, I like you. I'm feeling you. Let's, you know, get to it. And, like, she would blush and run away. Like, like I get Hinata from Naruto. That was her personality. And that was, like, it, it bled into other parts of the show. When she fights Neji, that personality is there. So it's... Wait, she fights Neji? They do fight because it's in the tuning exams.
1: Yeah, find out who wins.
0: Neji won. Neji. Come on. effortlessly. Come on,
2: effortlessly. Because I know he fights Hinata in the tuning exams, but That's I don't what know but...
1: about that. Damn.
2: Oh Hinata. Oh sorry for yeah. you, a bit, Sakura. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. My dad. <laughs> I, did say I heard Sakura. Sorry. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, he smacked but, her. It was yeah. painful to watch. And my my point was, it does kind of lend a, a a sense of believability when it comes to Hinata being weird with Naruto, because she's just weird all the time. Whereas with Noelle, like, there are times where she's, like, really kick-ass, and she's owning her shit, and she could do this. And then, like, she turns into a pool of mess when it comes to Asta. And it's like, why can't you get together? These, these two sides of you don't mesh at all. They don't make the same person. And it's... I mean, I, I just think the right is very bad. But I that that character is just so bad and I had to drop Black Clover and I gave it a lot of chances because I really wanted it to be good because if it came out in the 80s or maybe even the 90s it would have been good because Ravemaster right a lot of people like Ravemaster and I don't think that's very good either but this is out after One Piece this is out after Naruto this is out after Dragon Ball Yu Yu Hakusho So many better series have been made, and it's like, what have you done to stay up to date with these new beasts in the game? Nothing. Good soundtrack. I
1: feel personally attacked by this. I'm very Genuinely, like, this is uh, the front. This was directly made to (laughs) piss you off. I'm loving it.
0: No hate, though. I'm sure the writer's a lovely guy, but... It's it's not good. Black Fogu is not good. You see why it took
1: me so long to get into shonen stuff. Yeah. There's all the different marks they hit and there's someone shouting, like, come on now.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I read the manga for like 100 chapters before dropping it. So I found out they were going to do an anime. I watched it and, like, Asta's really shouting. The voice actor or actress is really shouting every single line of Asta's. And I had to stop it three minutes in. I was like... This is bad. Berserk 2016 was bad, but this is bad. Like, I can't finish a single episode of this. God bless anyone who can.
1: I just want a side character to be like, so the main characters just shouting. Some random NPC person like opens up the window and is like, shut up. <laughs> can I, I'm trying to put my kids to sleep. You're standing in my yard, hooting and hollering like you're on a rodeo. I want it to be like a constant female, someone telling them to just do you mind.
2: You're <laughs> disrupting exactly.
1: nature. Seems like
2: a great parody anime. I would watch it.
0: That's something <laughs> that would
1: be in either Psyche or One Punch Man.
0: Definitely. Definitely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because Genos is a bad sidekick, but it's oh, a parody. Oh, Genos! Oh, he's yeah. So,
1: okay. He's so like, eager.
0: He's on top of the list, but like, it's not. He's meant to be bad. So yeah, I guess it's, so. It's
1: because he's he's got the boyish good looks.
0: Yeah. And then
1: yeah. Saitama comes with his bald head shining in the the sunlight, and i like. <laughs> he looks like an egg all of the time yeah except when he's Mm -hmm. about to slap someone up so of course he's (laughs) he's not high class (laughs) are there
0: any final shouts on bad
2: sidekicks i will add one more i it's a weird one because they're good and they're bad at the same time um so it's suzaku from code yes and i think it's only because of the way the show is written because, oh, hear me, me out, hear me out. Yeah, um, I'm
0: thinking about it because I, I completely get where you're coming from. I'm going to let you finish. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. I just, I just read your face now. I was like, um, but <laughs> you've got the main character and I guess because you see their perspective, you're just like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get what he's doing. I get what he's doing. And then Suzaku comes along and you're like, why are you so against this guy? And Suzaku's main thing is, and it's so stupid. Like, we can change things from the inside. We don't need to kill anyone. This man is slaughtering people left, right, and center. He's literally got one of the strongest mechs in the whole anime. And he's fucking shit up. Shut up. What? Uh, and literally, like, there... Because there was there was a war, basically. Um, and, oh, damn. Like, Code oh, yes really hits home, actually. I fucking love this show. And basically Britannia, and literally I think it took me like a year or two or three to realise after I watched it that like, this is literally just the 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 um Britannia, British like the British Empire, literally, it's literally that. Um and they do take over like there half won't be
1: of a the world, Imagine him loving <laughs> like, this no. show and being like this is the best show ever. Da, da,
0: da, da. <laughs> I wonder where they got the inspiration from. <laughs>
1: Casual, like, um, would say the queen played in the background, like, <laughs> like, East India trading, literally.
2: Wasn't it? And basically, like, uh, so the main character is like the 99th prince of Britannia, which means his dad was very busy. Um, and the the friend was the the son of the prime minister of Japan. Um, Japan was defeated, uh, Lelouch got sent there as a I guess a political hostage or whatever, as a show of good faith. Here's one of my sons, whatever, um, and they grew up together. Blah blah blah. Uh, they get separated, and Suzaku now joins the Britannian army, and Japan is now called Area 11. This is something they do to take away people's, you know, pride and nationality and all that. They have they call them Elevens not called Japanese people and they're treated as second-class citizens, basically. Worst, really. And Suzaka's yeah. big idea is to, you know, let me grow and get stronger during the ranks, work my way up and change things from the inside. And the loot is like, I'm just going to dismantle the system. Just break it. And I'm watching and I'm like, yes, fucking yes. Like, they have to be stopped. Um, And it, there's more to it than that because it's not just the british empire's reign there's there's a lot more behind the scenes because like there's mech involved and there's also um there's there's a slight supernatural aspect to it that doesn't ruin the show i think it goes quite well actually so the britannians have so much going for them like literally Lelouch also uses this power whatever to even up the odds and fights the britannian army and Suzaku's there at every turn being like you can't do this. Stop this. Don't do this. Blah, blah, blah. Lelouch even tries to bring him into the fold and be like, join me and we can actually change things. And he's like, no, I'm just, no. Bear in mind, Lelouch did have a secret identity at this point, And he did save Suzaku. Because here's, here's the kicker, right? Here's the kicker. Spoiler alert <laughs> for the first episode, right? Suzaku is shot by his own um squad because of like something that they're trying to keep on the apps. He survives. Then he's framed because basically Lelouch saves like an area of 11th Japanese people from being utterly decimated because one of the princes is like oh things went into shit I want my dirty little secret to be like saved so he decides to kill an entire area um Lelouch stops this the main character and Suzaku is about to take the fall for this Lelouch comes along saves the day saves him and he's like I really appreciate you saving me, but we have to do things the right way from the inside. There is no inside. They want you dead. They don't care about you. And he keeps this mentality throughout the whole show. And I'm like, you're fucking worst. Absolutely <laughs> despise you. Um, and yeah, I think that's why he's a bad uh side character. Like, I get where he's coming from. Um, and at one point, Luluch does cross a line, he crosses a very big line, but Suzaku's way of thinking is just not right, in my opinion, Um, yeah.
1: That's the um, dismantle the police or join the police and work and get to the top and then change it once you're inside, but once you're inside, you have to behave like them to get to the top. So wh- what's worth it? Yeah,
2: well, when do you start changing
1: things? When do you start changing things? Because now you're really comfortable and you've got the big top guy's hat. Like yeah. You're kind of setting your ways at this point. So wh- yep. are, you want to start changing now? Mm-hmm. How long you is have... that going to take?
0: I actually agree with you 100%, Isaac, on that point. I would definitely rule that Suzaku is a bad side character because of that. But that's definitely intentional. Yeah, not like some of the examples I gave. Boy. <laughs> that's that's evidence of good writing, you know, a good mandaka. I do agree. Like it's it's the tale of ideologies and how, despite being in the same envi- environment, they are fundamentally different people, and because of that, entitlement and and simple things like just warp them slightly, and in Suzaku's mind. He is 100% right. Yeah, And in a certain angle, Suzaku is 100% right. But Lelouch is right from his point of view. And Lelouch is right from many angles because I side with Lelouch here. (laughs) It's great. Suzaku is a bad side character, but not for the reasons that traditionally we would be looking at a bad side character. Yeah, it's just he's deluded. So to round up, I want from each of you, your favorite side character and why? Who wants to go first?
1: In anything?
0: Anything. Akira, you seem like you've got someone on the mind. You go first. I'm assuming
1: I can't pick Dogmeat again, but I will pick somebody else from um, Fallout 4. I'm going to pick Paladin Dance. Okay. He's um a paladin from the Brotherhood of Steel, which I get to get into. Um, Just an organis- organisation that I get into, and then I get to have his job for reasons which don't need to be discussed now. But I just really enjoy his character. Um. Because I like how Bethesda created all their characters. There are certain actions that you can do which will put you in their favour or out of their favour. And I personally enjoy playing to see how I can be within his favour and without his favour. I think it's fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah,
2: yeah
0: Bethesda. Oh, go on.
2: I was just going to say, Bethesda giving you choices that actually affect the story, like, it's it's really good to see. I think Bethesda do it. They want the best to do it. Um. And it's nice when you have a game like God of War and there's this great story you can follow, but when there's a story that you can interact with, oh, hell yeah. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to go with... I'm not going to go with the obvious, because like otherwise this would be the God of War show. You um, <laughs> can, go. because
0: he's a legitimately good side character. He's a, definite, he's, he's a really good number two. But I'm not going to influence um, you either way no that's fair uh, i'm gonna go with
2: uh midna from legends of the twilight princess so she's like someone that kind of just ends up using well starts the game by like using you uh they've been they're like an exiled uh princess of the twilight realm as it's called twilight princess um and they think they can like use you for their own betterment and as the game goes on it becomes more of like a bond and a friendship uh, and they actually really do go close together. There's one part of the game, uh, spoiler alert, um, when you play it, it's followed by a song called Minda's Lament, and it's this really sad song, uh, and the game's very somber. Like, So certain enemies, I think, get removed, and there is a path for you to take, but long story short, uh, Minda's been like, defeated, um, and like her powers are basically gone, and I think at this point in this game, uh, she allows you to do certain actions, attack in certain ways, I'm not sure if you can teleport at this point, but she allows you to do that. She lets you do a lot of good things. Um, but with her, the way she is, you're stuck in wolf form and you're very limited in what you can do. Uh, so you do feel like you're nerfed, but at the same time, there's a sense of urgency because you've got to get to somewhere to save her. So instead of being able to go from one point to another by teleporting, you kind of have to run through the map in a way you wouldn't normally. Because uh, it's only once, it's not the end of the world. But um, like, as you're doing it, you're like, I've really... You need to save her. I can't let anything happen. You're more cautious as you go through the map. Um, and, you know, you do save her, obviously. And then the game goes on. She gets stronger. You get stronger. And there's a touching moment at the end. And, yeah, I think she, even like, in a game like Legend of Zelda, where no one really talks, well, the main characters mute. Other characters come in and talk. Um, it was It was an interesting way to do it. And I think she was written really well. And you can see her change from the start to the end of the game, facial expressions, her dialogue. And uh, yeah, it was good to see Link actually bond with someone during the game instead of just shout and break pots. So Mm. yeah, Minda
0: from Twilight Princess was really enjoyable. A big part of me really wants to give this to Atreus. Shocker. Mm. Yeah. But I'm going to give this to Tails from the series. Mm -hmm. So. It will become clear in my explanation why those two are numbered ones and two in whichever order. But I'm going to give it to Tails because of the bond that he has with Sonic. I think he Aww. does his job no, perfectly. Mm-hmm. And he, well, I'm assuming Fourth War and you know, all of that stuff, he knows his role. His role mm. is to make sure that Sonic is the big guy, he is number one, and the spotlight is on Sonic. Sonic is a great main character anyway, but as I said earlier, main characters desire the spotlight. It doesn't work if they're not in the spotlight. It just doesn't.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think everything he does is to serve Sonic in a positive way. And I guess this is where Atreus and Tails differ because Atreus is perfect because he snaps back at Kratos. He challenges the number one. And mm-hmm. sometimes you do need that. You like. Sometimes when you're playing a game, it can just be like turning the motions or, you know, when you're in work, just copying and pasting spreadsheets onto each other. And, you know, sometimes playing the game can be like that. It's just, yeah, I know what I'm doing mental exercise boring. But like when you get stuff like you're being lambasted and you're being insulted by the person who's supposed to be on your team, that can just wake you up and be like, hold on. who's Who do you think you are? Do you not respect the protagonist? You know, Um, Tales does not do that. But I really like a lot about him. I think he is different to a lot of good examples I gave earlier where he meshes really well with Sonic. Like, their personalities are quite similar. Sonic is very outgoing. I'd call him an extrovert. And Tails is very much introverted. But he makes up in intelligence and his utility of flying. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Sonic cannot and i think because of that he adds a very interesting dimension to the entire sonic universe and uh, unlike krillin in like dragon ball i think tails is important in the sonic universe krillin is important up until the freezer saga for obvious reasons but after that he he can die and stay dead and the series is still going to be as successful as it is Tails is important, Like, there's a reason why certain characters have been written in and written out of games and on shows. And the, there is a core cast of maybe four or five animals on the good team. And Tails is always there because when you say Sonic, you think of Tails. When you play a Sonic game, it's almost incomplete if you don't have Tails as a sidekick. And even if we're talking about the mechanics of a game, he's great because in a lot of Sonic games, Tails can't die if you play a Sonic. So Tails can be the four guy. He can take the hit on a lot of moves, save you your rings, save you your power ups, and you are still good to fight the mini boss or the big boss. Tails can also swim and he can fly. So, in and in his flying, he can also lift you up and fly you across somewhere, which is really useful in places with hazards. So for all of those reasons, it's Tails for me. But who is your favorite number two? let us know in the comment section or reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram streamcast underscore. You can subscribe to us on YouTube right here. If you're watching, please give us a thumbs up. If you are watching this on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash streamcast subscribe and tap the bell. So you get every video as soon as they go live. You can follow us on Twitch streamcast TV and you can check out our website, thestreamcast.co.uk. We've just put out a new blog. We talked about the five games we are most looking forward to in this new season of autumn. We're gonna be speaking at the Develop Brighton Conference in late October. We have the date confirmed, the 27th of October. So be there or show your support. We'll put a link in the description so you know how you can keep up to date with all of that. Thank you so much. To everyone who tuned into this podcast, make sure you stay tuned for the next one. Till then, take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Stay safe and we'll catch you on the next Streamcast.